2: Let's roll. This is Rage. I am Gabriel Moretz. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Thursday night throwdown has begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 will welcome our AM radio affiliates momentarily. The Duke haters might have to wait another day for Coach K's final game as the Duke Blue Devils have stepped up large in the final moments of this basketball game are up five right now with under a minute left. Up five going to the free throw line and I gotta tell you I don't really understand. Listen, you're down five and Texas Tech decided to play defense. Now you're gonna play defense at that point like why? You know what I mean? I was thinking about it like would you rather play defense? Or have like that 13 seconds back, even if they hit the free throws. Like at some point, you're gonna have to start hitting threes, anyways, right? So you just sort of start trading baskets. But uh, nevertheless, here we are, 73-70 right now, 27.6 seconds uh, remaining. Now we just we posted, we put it up on Twitter. Uh, we said uh, jump in on um, jump in on the in game over. All right, of this game it was 141 and a half. That just hit. That just hit. So now it's, uh, it's 61-50 for Houston with six minutes left. The Cougars are real, man. This this thing's getting serious uh, right now with the Houston Cougars. All right, so, but there's going to be a lot of fouls at the end of this basketball game. So they're at 111 right now. Where I'm, what I'm getting at is here, let's go uh, over 137 and a half. Over 137 and a half in game, Houston and Arizona. Now we flip over uh, the in game over that we just hit here with uh, with Duke and Texas Tech. Now we've got the Houston Cougars to win this game, but uh, we're also no, uh, we also we have sorry we have the Arizona Wildcats winning the game, but we have and Houston's winning, but we have Arizona plus eight and a half, and we talked about this, we brought it up about how this is the game, man. That one of the teams, this this was going to be the one actually that might like be the one team might just beat the other one, and here we are right now, Houston, Arizona just can't get it going, man. Houston, you know, Houston Cougars, you know, this guy scrappy basketball team with NCAA tournament experience. All right, so we've got uh, Duke, uh, Duke uh, here. Oh, it looked like they turned the ball over, but they called the foul. They look like it looks like Texas Tech nearly got the turnover. They're down three with 25 seconds left, but they called the foul. They called the foul. All right, so Gonzaga are out. Michigan are out. Um, man, and they don't call it March Madness uh, for for nothing. All right, so here we go. The do Blue Devils going to the free throw line with 25 seconds remaining. Up a three spot right now. Up a three spot. So as I said, we just turned around and flipped it over into the in game over. 137 and a half of Houston and Arizona. And at this point, my Arizona play is done. I mean, it doesn't I don't think Arizona's gonna be able to come back and win this basketball game. I've got to try to hope that they 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 lose by less than eight so we hit that ten-point bad boy teaser. Uh, but we are on the Duke Blue Devils. We take the good with the bad. It is what it is. All right, Duke up five with 25 seconds left. It's nearly done. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arantz. It depends the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Thursday night throwdown. The mighty 1090 ESPN radio. Shout out too. Sports map, sports byline, armed forces, radio networks, as the Texas Tech Red Raiders say, no, not so fast. Man, Duke were just up 5. There's 13 seconds left, and Texas Tech just hit a 3. So it's 75-73. The Duke Blue Devils are going to have to earn this on the free throw line uh, to finish this basketball game off. And as we always say, they don't call it March Madness for nothing. 75-73 with 13 seconds remaining. Duke Blue Devils and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Meanwhile, the Houston Cougars are doing their thing. They're up 11 points right now with under 6 minutes remaining. 61-50 on Arizona. Uh, we're in a timeout right now. We just pulled the trigger on the in-game over 137.5. Uh, there, there are a lot of fouls. The, the, Arizona have seven fouls. Houston have six fouls. going to be a lot of free throws down the stretch in this game. And Arizona going to have to start taking some threes. And if they fall, then it'll be an easy win to the over 137.5. If Houston shuts them down, Arizona might uh, shut it down. And not just quit, but just out of frustration. As Arizona are getting frustrated offensively, Houston have done a great job suffocating the Arizona Wildcats. The Gonzaga Bulldogs, they're done. All right, They're done. And it's amazing how history repeats itself in the NCAA tournament as much as it does. We discussed it a lot coming into the tournament that – Uh, You know, no team that had ever um, lost their first game of their conference tournament had ever won the national championship. And, you know, nobody had repeated uh, since 2006 and 2007. Baylor uh, gets bounced. We talk a lot about how the fact that the overall number one seed, and they've only been doing it for 17 years, uh, this was the 18th year that they had a pure one seed. And the overall pure one seed hadn't won in nine years. Going back to Louisville when they beat the Michigan Wolverines, who the Villanova Wildcats uh, beat this evening. The Gonzaga Bulldogs have made five NCAA tournament appearances as a number one seed and have not won a national title in any one of those five chances. Tied for most one seed appearances without a title with the Oklahoma Sooners. The late-night anger management class, this is sports rage. Let's do this thing. Bring it.
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
2: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mean Gene. The late-night anger management class. The Thursday night throwdown. This is Sports Ridge. Big card Julio JN reports on the radar uh, this evening. Uh, Jeff Reinbold, Coach Reinbold, will step up and then a kicker with us uh, as well. Uh, Coach Reinbold is uh, coached in pretty much every league known to mankind uh, in football. Now with the Montreal Alouettes, of course, uh, with uh, Hawaii, was with uh, SMU, with Coach June Jones, Hamilton Tiger Cats, pretty much every team, I believe, in the, in the CFL. But uh, Coach Reinbold, I think it's for Sky Sports, actually. Um, I think he, cover, he covers the NFL for Sky Sports as well, like in his offseason and even during the CFL season, I believe. And uh, it's amazing, man. Coach is on top of it, man, as far as the NFL draft is concerned. I'll tell you that. So, like, we talk a little NFL draft. Uh, we talk um, uh, we, we, we talk everything. We talk football right, <laughs> with Coach Chef Reinbold. Uh, great uh, great guest football lifer uh you know great guy great entertaining guy and a smart guy uh, some real insight as far as uh, the the NFL draft is concerned we also talked the CFL was talking about going to four downs which is a stupid idea but uh, we'll get into that a little bit uh, Teddy's not feeling well Teddy wasn't with us last week I think that, that trip to Vegas uh, Teddy lives in Vegas but that I think that uh, that wager talk party that they had wiped everybody out. All right, so Coach K wins. It really is amazing, isn't it? Even when Coach K's happy, like right now, he's smiling and stuff after the game. And hopefully, the kid on his team doesn't see that he called him soft to another coach, <laughs> which he did during the game. Like one of his kids was it William? One of his kids went up. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I gotta get. Out. If I hear the kids, so I see the kid's name. I'll remember. Like, oh yeah, one of the kids went up for like a dunk. Except man, there were like three Texas Tech Red Raider players there. And he got denied. And Coach K looks over to the coach next to him and goes, soft, man, soft. <laughs> like like clear as day, soft. It's like settle down, Coach. I don't see you out there trying to dunk on Texas Tech, all right? It's not that easy. So uh but I was gonna say, I've said this before, and I wish this was a full on TV show. We'd put the you know the split screen up. But it really is fascinating and amazing to me how Coach K has evolved and looks exactly like the Duke Blue Devil itself. Like, he looks like a devil. Like, his face is morphed into the Duke logo. He's been there so long. You know, we caught on to this years ago. And I've noticed this as well, and it kind of freaks me out when I when I walk down the street, and there's so many dogs. Everyone's got a dog now. Like, I swear, man, like, dogs look like their owners, too. And, they're like, they act like their owners. It's, like, very, like, it's it's kind of, like, freaky, actually. It's like Twilight Zone. <laughs> like, when Coach K was really mad when they were losing during this game, man, he looked like a full Blue Devil. Like, yeah, you know, we talked about it in the past. Ralph Friedman looks like a turtle. You know, when he was the coach uh, of the Terps. Right? <laughs> like, there's – really, it's fascinating to me. Like, how, like, they, they morph into the logo of the team that they coach. But I, I, I nothing like Coach K, Nothing like Coach K. Nothing like Coach K. And I find myself – it's interesting. I found myself on, on the other side of things for – and never. Because I had to be honest, I don't like Duke. I've never liked Duke. Like, I've never – like, I dislike them – Less now than I ever have in my entire life. Like each year I get older, my dislike for Duke gets less. You know, it's just one of those things. But anyone that's in my age group and stuff, like if you're, you know, you're middle age and you've been around a while, then yeah, you basically hate Duke. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, from Christian Leitner and poor kid, Christian Leitner's a college basketball player, but people like full on hated him, man. Like, yeah, like I'm talking like full hate. Like, Kim Jong-un, like, I think might have had a higher poll rating than Christian Leitner. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people really did not like Christian Leitner. People, Grant Hill was kind of all right. He wasn't as hateable as, like, Danny Ferry and the Hurley brothers and all those guys. All of them. Coach K himself. The Cameron indoors. They, it's just all annoying. Right? But, I find as I get older and I've been in the sports business longer... I appreciate greatness more. Right? Like I used to not like LeBron a lot and I've eased up on that just realizing, you know whatever. Whether you you know you're a fan of this dude or not, the guy is amazing. And you know like I remember when Jordan was winning all the time, he used to piss people off too, right? You know times never really just we think they change but they kind of really don't. All right, so 64-56 Houston Cougars who Arizona just missed a shot? Man, man, Houston make it tough to tough to score inside. I don't know how that wasn't an N1. You know what's amazing to me though is why these teams do what they do. <laughs> all right, Houston just turned it over. Massive possession. It's 64 58 with under two minutes left right now. Houston are playing all wild and they just turned it over. And uh, and Arizona played even wilder and turned it over. Houston haven't scored in five and a half minutes. That's not going to help my in-game over 137 and a half, I tell you. 64-58, so they're at 122 right now. I think I'm going to lose this in-game. There will be a lot of... There will be some fouls. But Arizona aren't going to have a choice. All right, Houston just hit a three. And... Arizona right now, and anybody that's ever played basketball or any sport knows, Arizona are yelling at each other on the court and stuff. Like, how's that not a foul? The kid on Arizona, dude, Arizona are getting hit hard in the paint, and they're not calling it. Kid on, kid on the Wildcat, kid on Arizona just missed, but he got hit, and then after on the rebound, they called a foul on Arizona. But Arizona, like, it's one of these deals, like, if you you guys are watching, but if you're not watching, like, after after each play, they're sort of, like, looking at each other and saying, come on, man, like, you know, like, where are you? They're pointing a lot at each other over there, over there. Like, you're not in the right spot type thing. Arizona, you know, I've said this a million times, man, We especially this time of the year, and you're going to hear me say it a lot, but I'll say it for the first time now out of many times I'll say it. The end is never pretty, right? Like, it's like breaking up. It's never... It's like, wow, well, it's going to be ugly, right? Like this last this last couple of minutes here. I don't know. There was something about Matherin before the game that I didn't like. The, there was a body language vibe thing that I got from that I wasn't down with. He was too cocky. 67-58 uh, over a minute left. I need points. Come on. All right. There's a quick deuce. That was pretty fast, kid. You know, like there's a lot of things I, just saw, I don't understand. So I was going to say, we're going to a timeout here, 67-58. I've got Arizona. Um, I've got Arizona plus 8.5 on a 10-point teaser. I also have them to win the game. That bet's not going to win. And Arizona ain't coming back to win this game. I've got to hope that I hit this. Uh, i got to hit the teaser. I played a 10-point teaser. They were minus 1.5. So I've got them at uh, plus 8.5. And the Michigan game was... We'll get to the Michigan game. We'll get to all the games. But the Michigan game was frustrating, not just from a Michigan fan perspective, but from a better, better's perspective, it was annoying. It was really annoying. I had Michigan plus six even. Michigan were losing by six, and then they fouled with like four seconds left. There was no need to foul then. I'm all for playing to the last whistle, but it was done. Yeah, It was like, all right. Yeah, So they fouled, and then... I even tweeted. I said, hey, guys, if Michigan hit this three at the end, and they will shoot it, you know, it'll end on five. It nearly went in. It was was like it was up. And then we'll get into the numbers and the free throws and have all the other easy shots that Michigan missed. And, yeah, it was a frustrating game. This is rage. Vent your rage. Brackets busted. Bring it. match i am Renzi. this is sports rage sports grid radio networks sirs xm channel 159 72 60 final score houston cougars advance 72 60 final score wow the houston cougars do it again the battle tested battle tested NCAA badass uh, Houston Cougars, the five-seed, knock off the one-seed. Another one bites the dust. Uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the overall one-seed, lose tonight in the Sweet of men. Like, losing this early, like, for these teams, that, that is somewhat of a surprise. Not a surprise that, like, Houston are still alive, and I'm kind of mad at myself for not grabbing a PPC Houston at the fat number before the tournament started. We've talked about how Houston, man, these guys, you know, they're good. They're good. It was asking a little bit too much of Arizona, you could see. And it's one of those deals, like, you you know, you bet on the teams, you make your bet and stuff, and it's, you know, it's sort of like, you know what a good comparison is? It's like the UFC weigh-in. Right? You know what I mean? Like, people get into that stuff, man. You make your pick, and then you see the weigh-in, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't like the way it looked. Right? <laughs> and then you sort of want to wait and to see how they look, but I don't have that benefit. I'm hosting a, in a show six hours a day. I can't say, well, I want to see what they look like first. Right? No, you know, we got to talk about the game and, and give our opinion. But I'm telling you, man, I didn't like Matherin at the press conference yesterday about the TCU stuff and the cheerleader stuff. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way he handled it. And I didn't like his, I didn't like their body language, specifically him, specifically him. I like, I could just tell like, right. Like he was walking differently. You could just tell like he was, you know what I mean? He was in in, like full, arrogant, cocky mode. And it's like, all right, fine. You got to back it up, kid. And then you miss the, you know, you had a rough night. And then you, I just, you see as the game was going on, I was just talking about this, about how they were kind of giving each other dirty looks, Arizona, and then finally full out just sort of yelling at each other and pointing, hey, you're supposed to be here and there. And I know Mather was frustrated, but you could just see, like, like, it looked like he was giving everybody a dirty look, like his teammates, like the, the guy in the free throw line. And I got to tell you, you know what he looked like a lot to me like? He looked like a guy that was thinking, leaning over, thinking, "Well, this really sucks." You can tell he's a competitor. This really sucks, but I think he was sort of looking around, thinking, "This is it. It's the last, you know, it's the last time I'll ever play for free again." And it's like one of those sort of things that just sort of like kick in. I could just tell, like, like Arizona—they fell apart. Yeah, you know I mean, they fell apart. They, they, they met a team that was more cohesive than they are in the Houston Cougars. The difference was they were such similar matchups these games tonight with Texas Tech, who want to do the same thing as Houston—battle, you know, just battle on defense, grind it out, make it a street ball game and a fight, and wear you out. And Houston was able to do it to Arizona, and they frustrated Arizona all night, man. They frustrated Arizona all night. And Texas Tech was able to do it for about 30, 37 minutes. 35 minutes or so. Right? The same thing. You know what I mean? The last three to five minutes of the game. Sort of like the Michigan State game. And I'll tell you what. Something about the Duke Blue Devils. Like, even Coach K, like, said, oh, soft, soft when he was on the bench and he was getting mad earlier in the game. The Duke Blue Devils showed something against Michigan State when they battled back, but... You know it was one of those deals i already had duke and i hit the in game over but it was about the it was about the seven minute mark or so there was like a massive you know duke missed the shot there was like the rebound was bouncing it was like like it was sort of like uh you know game of like war type thing you know what i mean like you know it's like every, every man for himself on a basketball court type deal and everyone's going up for the rebound and, you know, Texas Tech were getting those. Like, Texas, you know, they're Texas Tech. They were getting those all night. And you noticed around the seven or eight-minute mark, six minutes and stuff, like, man, Duke were, like, diving for balls. Like, they were coming out of it. They were getting elbowed in the face and coming out with it. Bancaro showed why he was an NBA. This kid's a stud. Hitting the threes. You know, they just, they they manned up, for lack of a better term. Something that Gonzaga was unable to do something that Gonzaga was unable to do. And once again, Gonzaga falls into the into the same trap and it's got to be frustrating, right? It's got to be frustrating for Gonzaga and and Mark Few to just go through. it's like you know, it's deja vu all over again. Yet we talk about it. There are these teams in every in every league that rack up regular season wins. And we all just sort of think, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Hey, the Buffalo Bills. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. The Bills are in this. Look at the Bills. I think the Bills and Gonzaga are sort of comparable. The Bills are favored to win the Super Bowl right now. Why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Gonzaga, and you know, we, we talked about Gonzaga not winning this year. And, like, why would Gonzaga be favored? Right? It would all end Gonzaga and Gonzaga. Why? Because they beat, you know, Santa Clara. Because they beat Loyola Marymount all the time, this wasn't the best. This wasn't a great. This wasn't a great Gonzaga team compared to like even like last year. And I thought Gonzaga was gonna win last year. I really did. I thought you know what Gonzaga this 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 will be their year. And look, they they had a top five pick in Jalen Suggs, and they had a top twenty pick in in Kispert and Drew Timmy. So they didn't have the Holmgren kid, but Holmgren kid still raw anyways. So, Gonzaga had, like, an elite team last year, made it all the way to the final, and then got bullied by Baylor. There's a pattern here in which, and I know it's a tough thing that would take years even, but the, you have to ask yourself, like, should they move out of the West Coast Conference? And I don't think that even playing, listen, playing in a Mountain West, I don't, you know, I don't don't think it's really going to make all that much of a difference. Like for them, I don't think like oh yeah, like they're gonna go. You know, Gonzaga goes from the West Coast Conference to the Mountain West. Like yeah, yeah, that's gonna make them all battle tested. I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that either. Even though I think the Mountain West is better than the West Coast Conference, but they're very similar. And like you know, Gonzaga need to be in like the Pac-12. Right, like Gonzaga need to be willing to lose four and six games a year. By playing, and I get it. They don't duck teams. They'll play good teams early in the year, but it doesn't matter if you play a couple of good teams early in the year and then you play 28 games in a row in a West Coast conference. What happened like early in the year is gone. You're not used to being tested. It's not that Gonzaga aren't good. It's not that they're chokers. It's that it's a. You know what I mean? It's like a UFC. Let's you know. I think there's a lot of crossover here in that. It's like training the same way for a fight all the time and losing. And basically, you know, training with the same sparring partners. And I had a great camp. I beat the crap out of everybody. You know, yeah, get better sparring partners. You know what I'm saying? Like when world champion fighters get sparring partners, they don't get tomato cans. They want people with skills. And I think that's the deal with Gonzaga. They just, you know what I mean? So then they get into these games where they, they could win. But it's like, wow. Well, you know what? How many close games have you guys been in this year? What, three? Four? Two? Right? Uh, how many times? What, you played 36 games? You know, I'm just saying 35 games. How many times were you guys really in a close game? Like, you know, like people, like you look at Gonzaga's schedule, they're not in close games. But they'll lose every 20 times or something. You know, like a shocker, they lost to St. Mary's once for, you know, the second time in four years or whatever. Right? So they're just not challenged enough. I think they, you, know, you know what I'm saying. That's what it comes down to, and there's, I don't really know what they can do about it to change it, like playing in a conference that they're in. But I totally get it. They're in a good situation because you know they they keep getting a one seed. You're going to do the same thing every year. You'll go 30 and two. You get a one seed, and uh, and then you get bounced in the tournament. I think for Gonzaga, point blank as well. If you look at the players that they're getting. They always have a similar type of player. Right? They're getting the same type of guy all the time. And quite frankly, I think the best way the best thing can, you know, because they're not moving conferences and stuff. So we can talk about this and you know everyone else does and bring it up. But the the thing with Gonzaga is they need to get they need meaner players. Point blank. Point blank. You know what I'm saying? Like I was talking about this with Duke earlier, right? Like Duke Duke have NBA talent players, NBA quality talent that, yeah, they're not going to be as tough as some kids are, right? Because you've know, you got to understand that a big-time blue-chip player has – you know, I'm not saying, oh, they live easy lives because I don't know their, their personal journeys to get to where they are. But what I'm saying is you play for Duke, right? You play on Kentucky – You've been dominating the competition since you're nine years old. Yeah, you know, seven years old. You've also been treated like an NBA player, basically. You know what I mean? You played, you know, at these prep schools that have better facilities than most colleges. Let's be real. You've been paid $150,000, $200,000 to go there. Right? Like, you know what I mean? You already have a shoe deal done, wink, wink, under the table waiting for you. Right? Like, there's... You have a lot of things going on as opposed to a kid on Virginia Tech that just wants to beat your ass, right? Like, so, you know, the, these are the little differences, but I think Duke found some toughness, man, right? And that's going to make them real scary moving forward. Let's get the updated odds for the tournament. Bring it
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
2: Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey rink. Sort of soccer hockey. Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Right. Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. Mightier 1090, ESPN Radio, Sports Grid Radio Networks, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Match Sports, Byline Armed Forces Radio Networks, Suite 16 continues. Uh, so what are we at now? What, uh, we're at, uh, at a dozen left standing. Huh? Twelve. And then there were twelve um, teams left standing. Uh, we'll be into the Elite Eight uh, over the weekend. As uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are done. One seed, gone. Duke Blue Devils survive. Arizona gets eliminated. And the Villanova Wildcats handle their business against the Michigan Wolverines in a uh, 63-55 final score basketball game. But just to wrap up as far as Gonzaga is concerned... Listen, it takes a long time to move conferences, and they're not going to move, right? They do have a good thing going, and this isn't to demean the West Coast Conference because it was actually pretty good. It was really good this year, right? The San Francisco Dons are a good team. Are they a great team? No. They're an okay team, right? Right. St. Mary's are a very good team, right? So, the problem is, like, St. Mary's, you play them twice a year only, all right? And who else? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, BYU? BYU? You know what I mean? Like, you're not playing tough enough competition. And as I stated earlier, it doesn't mean you're not great. It doesn't mean you're not all going to go to the NBA and make tens of millions of dollars. But you don't have the the makeup. You don't have the makeup. And the fact is, this is where, you know, the Ken Palms don't get it, right? And he's, you know, the Sagarin ratings and the Ken Palms and the handicappers and stuff. That... There's no, so what's their what's their heart index? What's their human index? Right? What's the human index? If everybody that was better at everything or stronger or smarter would win all the time in this world, the world wouldn't be the place that it is. Look how many dumbasses have hot-ass chicks and have a lot of money. You know what I mean? Why? Were they lucky? Were they in the right place? You know what I mean? Like, There's, there's, there's a, there's a, it's like a chaos theory here. It's, it's the chaos theory. And i tell you what, this tournament has been pretty chaotic. But, you know, listen, I didn't think Gonzaga were going to lose. I didn't think Gonzaga were going to, we're going to lose the game outright tonight. I didn't think they were going to win the national championship, but I think they were, you know, I actually tried to middle it. I had Gonzaga in a money line parlay to close the parlay out, uh, but I was smart enough to take Arkansas plus the points. You know, I was like, "This, this is just too many points." I, I said before the game, people wait for Gonzaga to flip, to, you know, flip that switch and suddenly blow people out. I don't think they have it in them, right? They were too like, listen, Holmgren's too skinny. He's too thin. He's tall and stuff, but he's not going to bully or scare anybody. He's just a kid still. Timmy's okay, he's good, you know what I mean? But whatever. Timmy's going to give you 18, 20 points, and that's that. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of know what you get. Nembar disappeared tonight. They're just too soft. That's the thing. They're just too soft. They have not been in enough tough fights. It's like a fighter, boxer, UFC, whatever. You're going to fight a bunch of, you know, nobodies or whatever. Good for you. You're 30-1 and one in your career. You never fought anybody. Right? Now you look at another guy. That's why in, in UFC, people don't care about your one loss record. You know, up to a certain extent, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, what, you've lost three times? It's like, yeah, yeah, he's lost three times. The guy's fought in 20 of the best people in the world. That's why he's one of the best in the world, right? Like, there's, you're not going to win all the time, and and whatever you do, I get that. But Gonzaga, you know, they're like, you know, us as betters, or, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, when you repeat, you're doomed to repeat. Like, what would ever be different? You know what I'm saying? What would ever be different? And I think it's the type of player that they recruit, but also, I don't think, I don't think that the type of player that you need wants to go to Gonzaga. And there's a catch-22 to this. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not, you're getting finesse guys. Number one, Gonzaga getting a bunch of Canadian dudes, so they're getting these Canadian finesse dudes. Right, like Nembard, and you know they've you know they've they've been big with the the Canadian recruiting over the years. They've had a lot of Canadians on the team, so they go that route, and they sort of go with the you know what I mean, like Jalen Suggs. Like Jalen Suggs, is a good example. Like, Jalen Suggs is a great basketball player, and I like Jalen Suggs. You know, everyone thought all oh, the Toronto Raptors lost Kyle Lowry, they're going to draft uh, Jalen Suggs. They did it. They took Scotty Barnes instead. And why? They basically didn't think that Suggs was tough enough. That's what, you know what I'm saying? I, so even like it carries over to the NBA level. And look at, I think the Raptors made the right decision. Look how like Scotty Barnes has fit in. And they even said, and I guess they even basically told Suggs that it's not against you as a player or type thing, but it's just your style. You know, we, you know, basically we think Scotty Barnes fit what we want to do more. As in, you're kind of a little too finesse for us, right? <laughs> so, right, like that, that that was the gist of it. So it sort of carries over. They're too finesse. They need a couple of mean dudes. Listen, man, Jalen—Jalen Rose said it about Michigan years ago with Beeline's team. And what, what was his term? He said they have too many light-skinned brothers, right? And that, that's from Jalen Rose. He said, man, they got white guys and light-skinned brothers. He goes, they need to go into the city more, man. And quite frankly, if you look at Michigan State football against Michigan football, like before the last couple of years with D'Antonio and stuff, what the hell happened? Michigan State kicked the crap out of Michigan a bunch of times. Why? Why? Dude, these guys were much tougher. Like even Michigan football. Very sort of, oh yeah, you're from Pioneer High School in the suburbs of Ann Arbor. Man, you ever been to Ann Arbor? It's it's wine country. It's 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 like uppity, you know what I'm saying? You know, you need you need a little hood in the room, man, like I'm telling you, you need a little street, right? You need a little redneck, you need a little psychopath. Why do you think Richie Incognito's in the NFL still? Right, because they know they're like, yeah, whatever. He's crazy, all right. You know, you need a couple of crazy dudes in this sport, right? Because otherwise, we're going to get pushed around. So whatever. Yeah, he's going to say some things, going to offend people in the room, but whatever. Right. Uh, now, Pinball Clemens. Uh, is, uh, speaking of our, you know, we always talk about William and Mary. Pinball Clemens. A lot of football players went to William and Mary. Uh, McDermott coaches. Uh, my Pinball Clemens. McDermott. Mike Tomlin. But Pinball Clemens. Anyone who knows who I'm talking about, Michael Clemens, Pinball Clemens, one of the nicest, you know, most religious guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really, a lot of people sell the the hipper christian stuff. He really is like a pure nice guy, that guy. One of the nicest, you know, nice man. And he was running the, the Toronto Argonauts. And I remember they signed Andre Ryzen and he signed, you know, whatever. The Argos would always sign. The guys either got arrested or whatever, right? <laughs> and somebody asked Clemens, they said, you know, you, you sign a lot of players that don't really mesh with you personally. And he came point blank, and he said it. He said, you need a couple of bad guys in the room. <laughs> he basically said, point blank. Now, you want that balance where they're not going to be, you know, commit illegal acts, right? You know what I mean? And hurt people. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be, you know, you don't want, like, you know, criminals on your team. But, like, or, you know, you know, abusers, et cetera, right? But, like, you need a guy that's a hothead. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you need hotheads, right? You need a couple of guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Gonzaga playing against Arkansas... It was the guys. Look at Jalen Williams, bro. Look at Jalen Williams. and Look at the Gonzaga kids. Who's going to get that rebound? Who's getting that rebound? Well, we saw who got the rebound. Jalen Williams got the rebound. Right? And whatever. The kids, hey, yeah, good for you. You're going higher than I will in the draft. I'll probably go 38th. You're going to go 6th. Well, I just kicked the crap out of you in college. (laughs) So, you know. March Madness is an interesting beast, man. It's an interesting beast. Like You know what I mean? Like Matherin tonight got humbled by the kids on the Houston Cougars. And none of those kids on the Cougars are going to have a shoe deal in two weeks like Matherin will. It's sort of like the Fab Five, like Jalen Rose said in the documentary. He said, yeah, we lost to North Carolina. He goes, name one guy on that team. (laughs) <laughs> he, goes, he goes you're doing a documentary about us 25 years later he goes name one guy on that team to beat us you want the fame you want your money you know, I, I, I'll thought i never forget Andrew Wiggins Andrew Wiggins same thing Wiggins is soft right same thing Wiggins another soft guy figures these Canadians would be tougher but they kind of are a little soft but some of them, not all of them, but like, so Wiggins another one. Just sort of wants his money, and well, I'll give you 20 points, but you know, don't ever count on me, really, you know what I'm saying? Um, I remember, man, Wiggins lost to Stanford. It was the Lopez brothers. It was Kansas and Stanford. Wiggins scored like six points in the game. He tapped out. He didn't care. He looked like Mafferin. Like, I saw the look at Maffin's eye tonight with about six, seven minutes left, and it was like, yeah, yeah, you're off to the NBA, and it is what it is, right? It just, it's one of those, I'd be the same way, I wouldn't, I'd be playing, but at one point, you just start to think, well, I would celebrate, to be honest, (laughs) Like, 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 if I was Ben Matherin, number one, don't touch any more cheerleaders, but number two, if I'm Ben Matherin, after the game, it's like, whatever, you lost, it sucks, and I would be, I would sort of like... I'd sort of fake it in the room with everybody. Yeah, I mean, hug everybody and I'm gonna miss you, man. And like, you know what I'm saying? And stuff. So I'm dead serious. I'd be like, and I would mean it too. I, I wanna win. I'm a, I'm a crazy competitor. So I'd be upset we lost and stuff. And I'd go, you know, I'd be in the room. And I'd pray, and you know, I might even cry, cry, you know, shed a tear or two, right? Uh, in the room. But I gotta tell you, when I walk out of there, like, I would, I, I, that would be my mentality. I would shed the tears in the room, hug everybody, and I would walk outside the locker room, and I would be on my phone, and I'd be like, CAA, Creative Arts Agency, IMG? Uh, Yes, please uh, please send me over that contract. I'll sign it right now. Let's go. And I'd also have a tinted window SUV with a lot of things inside of it (laughs) waiting for me as I walk out. No more NCAA rules. You know what I mean? Suck it. I might even tell Mark Emmert to suck it on the way out of the building. I think he was there. Right? I'd be like, hey, bro. I'd you know, grab my nutsack, do the old DX, and say, I'm out. It's been real nice. Keep it real. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and then seriously, the Matthias, you lose the game, it sucks, you hang around with your teammates. And then you know what I actually, you know what i do? I'd be, I'd be cool, Matthias, actually. You know what i do? I'd invite the teammates out. You know what I'm saying? I'd tell them, listen, I'm about to be, like, very, very rich. Uh, let's just all go out and get wasted. And it's on me. <laughs> Isn't that cool, Matthias? That'd be a good gesture, Matherin. Oh, absolutely. Say, listen, I'm about to yeah, tell him I just signed an NBA shoe club, deal. I just everything. signed a deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking you all out tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> all these kids won't worry about losing. They're kids. They'll be over this anyways. Right. right. I'm avoiding getting into the Michigan game. We'll get there. For the love of God. They went 7 of 14 from the free throw line. I think that's a lie. Sounds made up. Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. SportsGrid.com.
2: Three-minute warning, level one. Quickest 100, even sports talk radio. Man, it's a quick uh, first hour to program, too. We'll get into the Michigan game, and Aaron Addo, what up, Aaron Addo, in our chat, says, oh, Villanova won because they were tougher as well. No, they didn't win because they were tougher. Every game is different, you know what I'm saying? Gonzaga just are soft, right? Gonzaga are just soft, you know what I'm saying? Gonzaga are a soft program, right? Uh, Arizona aren't soft. Arizona... Right, you know aren't as good of a collective team as Houston right Houston are just you know rock solid team that do this every year they lose guys and it doesn't matter they're just like a system that's you know a little little pitbull or something man Michigan on the other story Michigan lost because Villanova was a smarter team not the tougher team not like it wasn't like all oh, the kids on Michigan were soft and that's why they lost no Michigan out rebounded Villanova. Michigan actually out-everything them, like, pretty much. That's what was frustrating about it, but I'm not, and we're going to get into it extensively. We're up against it, but, like, you know, we'll start, we'll, we'll get into a level two here, but uh, we'll get Matthias' thoughts. But that was the thing that was frustrating. It wasn't a lack of effort. Everyone was trying. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? But it was just one of those deals where it's like, dude, like, how, how did you just miss that? Like how many times was Dickinson like under the basket and he would like rack it off the glass? It was like, it was like, bro, just lay it in, dunk it. Like I swear, it was like 15 times tonight. I was yelling at my TV. I'm like, just dunk the ball, man. Just dunk it, right? Like you're getting the rebounds, we're doing everything. I mean, guys, they were one for eight for three throws at one point. They finished seven of 14. They lost the game by eight. They missed seven free throws. They did themselves it. And then Villanova and Gillespie, man, the kid makes plays and he's he's a smart player. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Net.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.